0: over time. the Hello, welcome and bienvenue <laughs> because we're going international. Hello, this is Miss Chardonnay, everybody's favorite blonde bombshell drag queen, and this is my show. Pour it up, because in this podcast, we're not only sipping on some Chardonnay, we're also spilling some deliciously hot celebrity gossip. I know you're in the mood for both, so sit down, make yourself comfortable, fill up that glass up to the rim, and listen up, because the stories I brought to you are juicy as heck. Everything you missed, everything you want to know, and everything you didn't even know you wanted to know. I've got it all right here. And before we dig right in, let me explain to you what I'm actually sipping on. Because every episode, I sip on a different band of Chardonnay. And because I'm a very cheap queen, I don't really care about the quality. I just go past the wine section and look which names on the tags of the wine is it a tag? Is it called a tag? Who cares? If there's a fun name on it, I'm inclined to buy it. We've had some fun names in the past, and this week's wine... Oof! We've had some fun names in the past, and this week's wine is called Oveja Negra, which is Spanish for black sheep. Told you we we're going international. And I thought that was very fitting, because we are going to be calling out the people this week and there's some black sheep in Hollywood and in the entertainment industry that maybe should have thought twice before th- uh, thinking and doing the things that they did because um, questionable choices were made and if you're a first time listener first of all listen to all the other episodes but also at the end of the episode I'll be crowning the Best of the week, which is a person will get a refill because they impressed me with which what they did with what they did in the last week. And the ones I like least are going down the drain. We don't want to see them no more. And so Oveja Negra. Let's have a sip and try. Tasty. I like it. That's exactly what I need to get me in the mood. And now let's dig right in, because we have a very special thing in this episode of the podcast that has never happened before on this show. Yes, frightening music is right, because I need to recant a Pour It Up last week was a Black Lives Matter-themed episode. And I was especially praising people who recognized their privilege and then stepped down from things or took a step back and re-evaluated things, recognizing your privilege and then reacting accordingly. And I was like, more power to you. And one of the people I praised was Lady Antebellum, formerly known as Lady Antebellum. Now Lady A, a country band who said their... Previous name, Lady Antebellum, was associated with many southern American... Like, southern United States ideas of um, romanticizing slavery, romanticizing, like, the southern history before the Civil War. And so they changed it to Lady A. So far, so good, you'd think. Oh, great. Yeah, they're taking a step for more inclusion. Think again. Because now they're actually suing... (laughs) this very talented singer called Anita White, whose (laughs) name as a singer is Lady A. And now they're like, well, no, no, no. we're Lady A now, so you can't use that name anymore. When this lady has been using the name Lady A as a stage name for 20 plus years, and I'm just like, ugh, come on, we were all rooting for you. How dare you literally take a name that belongs to somebody else and then press charges, and they're... A bigger name than she is so they probably have much more resources to um, press legal action against her and I think it's just really unfair and it really is not a good look on them and I'm <laughs> sorely disappointed I think they should reconsider and honey they I may have poured it up for them last week but let me tell you I'm ripping the glass out of their clutches and pouring it on the drain myself retroactively. Let it be known, Lady Antebellum does not drink at my table. Goodbye, Lady A. If there's a Lady A, it's Anita White. Now now that that rant is over, um, we are looking back at other people who maybe should reconsider their privilege. And this is a tricky one. I actually don't know how I feel about this, so I'll just throw it out in the room. Last week, I watched Hamilton the first time. Hamilton Pop Culture Phenomenon. It's the musical about the founding fathers of America around Alexander Hamilton. It's a story about America then told by America now. So many of the roles for example Alexander... No. Hamilton himself, yes, played by a Latin ex-actor Berlin-Manuel Miranda who also wrote and directed if I'm not mistaken. Thomas Jefferson is played by a person of color so is... um, the sister-in-law of Thomas Hamilton, I can't keep up with all of the names, Aaron Burr, who's a major character. There's a lot of really talented actors and actresses of color who are used who to play characters who historically were white. But it's, it's this notion of telling a story of America then from a point of America now. So now that there's more diversity within society that's more accepted, and in the entertainment industry specifically, these people and their talent tell the story also through their eyes. I think that's a nice notion because it's um, it's this way of saying, well, obviously America was, was very racist, like most of the founding fathers were slave owners. But we're telling the story of how our beautiful country, which is debatable, well landscape, but it's, it's a mess, how how the country of the USA came together. And so everybody should have a part in that and, and be able to contribute in, contribute in that narrative. And I think that's a nice idea. But now some critics have pointed out that Hamilton doesn't really address the issue of slavery that much and the fact that many of the founding fathers who are protagonists in this play were actually slave owners, or at least um, very much in favor of slavery. Which, of course, I mean, is the truth. Is this birds in the background? What is this? Literally sounds like there's there's like a <laughs> like a bunch of parrots flying by my window. I don't see them, but I just hear bird noises in the background. it's as close to the as I'll get this summer, so I'll just. I hope you could hear this on the podcast, otherwise it just <laughs> sounds like a crazy person. Anyways, I think obviously mm, it is a problematic to have um, characters who are slave owners painted in a very positive light because while they did great things to build a nation. They also did despicable things to the slaves they owned. So it's a, it's a fine line to walk. And I I don't really know if I, if I can make a judgment about this. First of all, because I'm not American and I'm not that intricately familiar with uh, US history. And on the other hand, I'm not a person of color myself, so I can't really speak to issues of representation to that extent. So it's a nice kind of discussion to have, and I think it's good that it's had. Um, I'm not going to pass any judgment on that, because I just don't think it's my place, but I thought I'd bring it up. I personally enjoyed Hamilton. I thought it was really well made. Um, What (laughs) isn't something else that I thought was really well made was a filthy rich jeffrey epstein it's the jeffrey epstein themed documentary on netflix and i love me some netflix true crime documentaries but this one really rocked me in i don't want to say in a negative way but it's not easy viewing because it is this this man this absolute monster who literally executed a a pyramid scheme of sexual abuse of of minor of teenage girls um, he would recruit them to bring in new girls to kind of pleasure him and have sex with him and he promised the girls if you bring in new girls you don't have to do it yourself anymore and so it was like the soul and he would pray on especially the weaker it's very troubling but the most troubling thing is also how little the, like how small the um, what's the word it's not flashback it's the pushback how how little of, of of a of a punishment he got for it that's what kind of baffles me the most because he is um, he was a very powerful man very well connected obviously close friends with the trumps with the clintons with many people of the, like of the rich and famous in the us in new york and hollywood and charges weren't really pressed and then people like even the fbi stopped investigating charges that were brought against him were dropped there was a plea deal made with him where he was guaranteed immunity from any future prosecution, in him and any allies he had, named or unnamed. That's insane, it's unheard of. And it just makes you think about like the structures of, of corruption. And then in capitalism, money can literally buy you everything, buy you freedom and literally absolve you from any abominable crime you can, you can do, and that's that's really, like, the shocking takeaway, because if he did it, surely there's others who are doing this or worse and who are still on the loose and probably will never be, be caught or tried for it properly, uh, properly. So that's just really troubling, and um, that really stayed with me. So I don't... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not easy viewing. I do recommend it just uh, to, to kind of... Um, Look at the state of the world and kind of weep for it Because it's truly bad That's one thing I, I do recommend Because uh, I think it's, it's very educational <laughs> so what A person in the entertainment industry Who also went through an educational episode I want to say, no pun intended Is Michaela Cole Some people will know her as the creator and star of Chewing Gum on netflix and she created a new show which is called i may destroy you it's very topical especially related to jeffrey epstein but also to me too it's about someone who goes on a date and then wakes up the next morning and realizes she's been drugged and raped and so it's about like coming to terms with that about grief anger and kind of dealing with a situation like that which is sadly so common in society that people get taken advantage of and uh, rape and date rape is still such a big problem so she made a show about this which I think is great because it's a topic that should be present in media representation especially to kind of remove the guilt because so many rape victims don't come forward because they feel guilty even though that's the last thing they should feel because not a single piece of fault is on them it doesn't matter what they were dressed where they went what they did if they said no it was non-, if it was non-consensual if it was rape then the culprit is the rapist, point blank. And so it's good that there's a, there's a show about it now. Mm, I may destroy you, but she approached Netflix and she was like, hey, I would like to to do this show with you. What do you think? And Netflix was like, yeah, we can offer you $1 million, but um, you will get no copyright on the show whatsoever, no rights to your work um, and yeah, you'll just basically sell this to us, we'll produce it, and well, you're starring in it, but that's that's it. And Michaela thought about this, because obviously a million dollars is a lot of money. And then she said no, she declined, which I think is a really brave step to take. And she went to the BBC, and eventually BBC said, yes, um, we'll we'll make that deal with you and also will offer you a seat at the table when it comes to production, and you'll get full creative control and the rights to your work. And she said yes, and now it's being produced. And I'm just so happy that she made that decision. It is literally her knowing her worth and refusing to settle for anything less. And I think shame on Netflix for trying to take the rights to her own work away from her, buying it off her and then doing whatever they want, and not relinquishing anything in the BBC shows. It doesn't have to be this way. And like Michaela said, she realized she wasn't the problem. There was a big problem, but it wasn't her. And I couldn't agree more. More power to her, and I'm very excited to watch the show because I think it's a very important show to make. And I'm glad it's now on a network that appreciates the creative work that went into it. Alright, other TV news. Dead to me is coming back for a third and final season, which I'm excited about. Again, a show that kind of deals with grief and guilt in a very nice way, I thought. It's always between drama and comedy. And I think this is a particularly difficult balance to maintain over a show, especially for more than one season. But I feel Dead to me has done that. And... I feel like season 2 was even better than season 1 was. I'm very impressed with the show, so I'm very excited for season 3. Never Have I Ever. I think I've talked about that show before. It's coming back for season 2. We have some great Southeast Asian, Indian American representation. We love it. And it's just a really fun, enjoyable show with a really good vibe. And so I'm excited about that. And what else will I be watching Maybe a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie? No. <laughs> I think franchises can be a good thing if there's some thought in them. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but you got to like give it to them. They had overarching storylines in mind that they tied together over 20-something films and made a cohesive, overarching plot. I commend them for that, because if you're going to create a franchise, that's the way to do it. I feel like many franchises just keep on adding another movie and another movie just for the sake of making more money. And it's not necessarily a good movie. And I feel like Pirates of the Caribbean kind of like falls into that trap. This movie will be female-led. Margot Robbie is said to to be the the lead character. Yeah, to to portray the lead character. I, you know, I like female-centric reboots. I'm... I'm not opposed to that in any way. I think it's great because it's, it's more strong female representation. However, do we need a new Pirates of the Caribbean? Maybe if, like, eventually it drops on, on Netflix or, or Amazon Prime Video or probably, is this is, is Disney+, Plus Pirates of the Caribbean? Is it Disney+, Plus? maybe. If it drops on a streaming service, maybe eventually I'll watch it. If I have nothing else to do, it's not something that's going to make me want to spend money on a, on a movie ticket. I'm sorry. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. Something else I won't be watching is um, apparently content from a couple of YouTubers. Last episode I talked about Jenna Marbles, who stepped away from YouTube. And this week the drama started up again. I don't know if anybody remembers, I think it was a year ago, Tati Westbrook, beauty YouTuber, made a video about her best friend James Charles beauty youtube and influencer called biases by sister i think it was biases and calling him out and basically tarnishing his reputation he lost millions of followers she gained millions it was like this whole thing she was like he's always been uh, like trying to take advantage of her manipulative awful person um and basically tore him to shreds and in a a video where she was crying she's like finally i'm coming forward well plot twist of the century because now she did a video where she said i have to apologize again crying i have to apologize to james i didn't mean this video a year ago um i was forced into making this video by shane dawson and jeffree star and they're the true people manipulating manipulating and gaslighting me and, and i'm just exhausted i'm First of all, I mean, she's clearly tarnished her entire credibility. Literally, she made two videos in apparently a conflict, accusing <laughs> a different side in each video. Who's going to believe anything she says? Who knows if in a in a month or in a year's time she's going to recant this video, being like, I'm so sorry, James Charles forced me to make this video about them. So, like, her credibility is out of the window. I will say... Uh, All the things she says I don't really doubt Because it has been um, pretty common knowledge That both Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star are problematic as fuck And people are cancelling them now And my only question is Why now? You should have cancelled them 7 years ago 10 years ago Okay, here's the thing Canceled culture isn't the most productive thing Because you don't allow people second chances but there's also a, a thing that is a step too far. And I will say that um, Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson... Have done so many things that are fundamentally wrong... That I can say I've never supported them. I've never knowingly bought a product from them in, in my makeup. And yeah, I don't know if like all of these fights are fabricated between them... To, to like gain more attention and revenue, it's possible... But Jeffrey Star has been repeatedly racist, transphobic, extremely misogynistic, and just hateful. I don't know him well because I chose to not follow him on any social media or YouTube. But the things I've seen through the grapevine and through Buzzfeed and through through other people talking about them, it's so much vitriol. It's literally such a such a, an evil hatred that that Jeffrey Star seems to to like spew against anyone and I just, I'm not a fan and that's not the energy I want anyone I, f- I follow or look up to, to to give off and the fact that millions of people idolize this person is absolutely baffling to me and um, yeah, I think if Jeffree Star is being cancelled, I would support it because the things he has said and not once, not twice, but repeatedly, it's a pattern of behavior of somebody who is racist, who is misogynistic and unapologetically so. Literally, his his Twitter is ha- hateful, literally calling people rats and mostly women of color that he calls rats and filthy rats and threatening to throw, like, battery acid on on a woman of color to lighten her skin and even throwing the N-word around, laughing maniacally. It's just absolutely shocking to me. And, well, Shane Dawson's a whole other story because he's just freakishly sexually deviant i want to say i'm no not a person to king shame because i think anything as long as it's consensually if it's between two consenting adults i think any sexual behavior is fine because if there's con consensus if there's consent there's nothing intrinsically wrong with that like inherently wrong with it anyone can do what gives them pleasure i think as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else if they're into that, okay. However, Shane Dawson once said he had sex with his cat, and then he had to like make an apology that that he didn't have sex with his cat. But he has a podcast where he said where he said, "Yeah, like spread the little cat legs apart, and then like like jizz all over the cat." Who even thinks of that? Like that—that's not a throwaway comment to make. That is just deeply troubling. So I'm like. Seek help And um, then he pretended Like in a video he pretended to masturbate To a poster of Willow Smith Who was I think 11 or 12 at the time So now Jada Pinkett Smith And uh, Jaden Smith have called him out And be like this is unacceptable So I don't know what's wrong With these people I've disengaged I just see these things are happening And I can kind of chuckle because I'm like here we go again But there are some issues to sort out, honey There are some issues to sort out And speaking of this brings us to our next topic Who could it be other than Mr. Kanye West himself? (sighs) Just a all. that's all I should be saying Because we all know he's now running for President of the United States Um, Do I need to say anything about that? He's obviously a very troubled man. I do think there are some severe mental health issues going on, which I think he has acknowledged in the past as well. I can only say anybody who votes for Kanye votes for Donald Trump in the end, because this is going to be used for for people who won't use independent on Democrat and will probably use like vote for Kanye instead. I think he. Well, he didn't even file any paperwork to, to run for president. He just announced it on Twitter, which which seems to be a very presidential thing to do in the last five years. Um Yeah, I mean he opposes abortion. He he has publicly went like he's gone on tour with several anti gay churches. He he thought slavery was a choice. It's anyway he could be problematic he's it uh, i think he's just very troubled he he also i don't want to i don't want to if when, when i say seek help i don't want to be mean or spiteful and be like ah they need help no i think if somebody is in the spotlight like in of celebrity of celebrity life and they're clearly dealing with severe mental health issues which i think with kanye is the case then I would recommend them to seek help, for them to better themselves. I'm not saying it to be um, like in a, in a derogatory manner because I think if if somebody requires therapy or treatment in any way, shape or form, I support that 100% and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think there's everything right with seeking treatment if you need it. And I do think he needs it. I'm not. Um, I'm not a doctor. That's what his behavior in the last years have led me to believe. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm going to say about this. Uh, I very strongly disagree with the idea of him being president, as I think most people, except Elon Musk, would agree with. Yeah, Uh, and then we have, let's go back to some more negative news, because people keep ...not wearing their masks... ...and then like... ...so many videos of Karens online... ...who are like... ...ugh... ...I... ...I'm not gonna wear my mask... ...white power... ...and it's like... ...what is wrong with you... ...what is wrong with you... ...it's... ...it's this whole notion of... ...you can't tell me what to do... ...you can't tell me to wear a mask... ...to cover up my face... ...I won't be able to breathe... ...you know who wasn't able to breathe... ...George Floyd... ...when he was killed by police brutality... ...oh... ...but you still say white power... Oh, but then you have to wear a mask for for an hour a day when you're in public transport. Get over yourself, come on, it's ridiculous. Anyways, um, Tom Hanks actually addressed people who refused to wear masks. And as we mentioned in the past episode of this podcast, Tom Hanks and his wife Rita Wilson both were diagnosed with coronavirus at this point a couple of months ago. And um, Tom Hanks basically had a message to people who won't wear masks saying, Shame on you. Because he said his symptoms were crippling, cracking. He felt like his body was literally falling apart. And his wife felt the same way. You can survive corona, but it's not a disease that should be underestimated. It can cause severe brain damage, which is what the neuroscientists have discovered. Even if you only exhibit mild symptoms and it is an illness that can wreck your body, it is not something to be toyed with. And the fact that people who wear masks don't protect themselves, they protect the others from getting infected. So somebody who isn't wearing a mask is willfully putting other people at risk. It is selfish, it is ignorant, it is stupid. And uh, I think... um, If people keep doing that, the second wave is surely going to happen. And then they'll be the first ones complaining about having to stay inside. Who did this? Oh, no. Why is this happening to us? Yes, stay inside, Karen. (sighs) I need to take a breather. I'm getting worked up here. Mm. Let's talk about some more TV we're looking forward to, because I didn't say it yet, but... Umbrella Academy, season two is coming. And I, I'm i going to say I really enjoyed season one of the Umbrella Academy. I thought it was a fun concept. I thought sometimes the storyline's dragged on a teeny tiny bit. I feel like sometimes what happened in a 15-minute episode could have happened in a 15-minute episode. But that's Okay. <laughs> And uh, another show that dropped, which is <laughs> just the concept is so ridiculous that it kind of makes me want to watch it. And the show's name is Warrior Nun. <laughs> and it's uh, about a young girl who isn't even a nun. She wakes up in a morgue and then she discovers that she now has special powers and she joins this group of, of nuns who fight demonic uh, beings. Yeah. Who came up with that? Well, apparently it's based on, I think, a graphic novel, if I'm not mistaken, graphic novel or comic from um, a while ago. And uh, it's now based on this show, and apparently some changes were made. I think I'm going to watch it just because I feel like I would be missing out on some (laughs) genuinely fun topics if I didn't. So this is uh, exciting to me. And I think it's something we can look forward to. And, oh, yeah. I just got this in via push Notification So I'm gonna mention it Naya Rivera Who we know from Glee where she played Santana Lopez She's missing and um She was out on a boat With her uh, son Who I think is five years old And she never came back on board And they've been looking for her ever since Which I guess now is a few Hours um, And I think, I mean, we know, we know that there's not the third case of something strange happening to a Glee alum. Uh, Because we, well, everybody knows about Cory Monteith, who, like, while the show was still running, died of a drug overdose. And um, then, what's his name? He played Puck on the show he was uh, Mark Selling yeah he was revealed to be a pedophile and possessed child pornography and then he was being put to trial and he um, took his own life and now this is the third person from Glee from the Glee cast for something to happen to her now she's presumed dead by authorities apparently i really pray this isn't the case and also i think it's a bit problematic to be talking about the glee curse because that's kind of like the thing that's been going around it's the glee curse it's not the third person yes people are likely like people are quick to suspect suspect, like a curse and something like supernatural and fishy happening But also people remember this is a child's mother who's been missing. This is somebody's daughter and sister who's been missing. And is presumed dead. let's just focus on like hoping and praying that she'll turn up. And not get like strung up in conspiracy theories. Because to those people actually like grieving for her or hoping to not have to grieve for her. This can just seem really like cynical. Like oh it's the curse. And it's like no this is my sister. So let's just maybe think twice before, before we do that. And um, yeah, I'm at half an hour already. This means it's time for our final segment, but not quite. Because once again, I have discovered something really cute and funny. From the depth of the internet, which I always call a bite-sized beauty, because it's just like teeny-weeny small, but super cute. And I'm going to play it for all of you, so you can laugh and enjoy it with me. Here we go. So this was a nice little pick-me-up bite-sized beauty for the day. And now, let's crown a winner and loser. Let's see who's getting a refill, and who's going down the drain. And I think we all know who's going down the drain. It's a toss up. I wouldn't throw Lady A in there, but Lady A wasn't really the topic. It was more of a they like retroactively went down the drain last week ago, last week. Um, I think who I'm giving refill is Michaela Cole because she turned down one million dollars because she said, "No, this is my work. I want to have the rights to that. I want it." I know my worth, and I won't settle for anything less. I applaud that, and it's an attitude we should all adopt. And she's also getting a refill because she is making a show about date rape and kind of, like, taking away the stigma and the shame of it because the victims are literally innocent victims in, in date rape cases. And so I think not only telling the story, but also standing up for yourself, Michaela Chin Chin, because you deserve a refill. No, who's going down the drain? I think um, that shouldn't come as much of a surprise. I'll just take Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson and take them in my hands like two bottles and just pour them into my drain and then put some water in there to just really like get it all up there. and Never want to see them again. Troubling behavior, and I think would be better off if they just literally went down the drain. And that's all the time we have. That is my show. I'm Miss Chardonnay. Don't forget to listen to all my other episodes and listen to the other lovely episodes on Uva Radio. And tune in next time for the next episode of Pour It Up. I know I'm thirsty, so I'm getting a refill. And I hope you all have a wonderful time. Goodbye.